welcome to Find the Way. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Howe, for the next uh, 25, 30 minutes or so. Um, today I have a topic for us. Um, I've kind of titled it uh, in the way of the request to dine. Um, we'll be looking at uh, Luke chapter 7, verse 36 through 50, um, as the topic for today and um, I'll be reading this from uh, the Passion Translation so beginning in verse 36 we will see um, it says afterwards Simeon a Jewish a Jewish religious leader asked Jesus to his home for dinner Jesus accepted the invitation When he went to Simeon's home, he took his place at the table. In the neighborhood, there was an immoral woman of the streets, known to all to be a prostitute. And when she heard that Jesus was at Simeon's house, she took an exquisite flask made from alabaster, filled it with the most expensive perfume, went right into the home of the Jewish religious leader. And in front of all the guests, she knelt at the feet of Jesus. Broken and weeping, she covered his feet with the tears that fell from her face. She kept crying and drying his feet with her long hair. Over and over, she kissed Jesus' feet. Then, as an act of worship, she opened her flask and anointed his feet with her costly perfume. When Simeon saw what was happening, he thought, This man can't be a true prophet. If he were really a prophet, he would know what kind of sinful woman is touching him. Jesus said, Simeon, I have a word for you. Go ahead, teacher. I want to hear it, he answered. It's a story about two men who were deeply in debt. One owed the bank $100,000, and the other only owed $10,000. When it was obvious that neither of them would be able to repay their debt, the kind banker graciously wrote off the debt and forgave them all that they owed. Tell me, Simeon, which of the two debtors would be more thankful. Which one would love the banker most? Simeon answered, I suppose it would be the one with the greater debt forgiven. You're right, Jesus agreed. Then he spoke to Simeon about the woman still weeping at his feet. Do you see this woman kneeling here? She is doing for me what you didn't bother to do when I entered your home as your guest. You didn't think about offering me water to wash the dust off my feet. Yet she came into your home and washed my feet with her many tears, and then dried my feet with her hair. You didn't even welcome me into your home with the customary kiss of greeting. But from the moment I came in, she has not stopped kissing me. You didn't take the time to anoint my head with fragrant oil, but she anointed my head and feet with the finest perfume. She has been forgiven of all her many sins. This is why she has shown me such extravagant love. But those who assume they have very little to be forgiven will love me very little. Then Jesus said to the woman at his feet, All your sins are forgiven. So, what we see here is Jesus, he entered the house of a Pharisee. um, And a Pharisee that was just part of the crowd previous to this text, um, that Jesus spoke to uh, the crowd about about John the Baptist. Um, 
see, they had gone out on a journey to hear what John was saying. They were intrigued and, and wanted to know the message that John was putting out there. You have to remember they were always looking for the Messiah to come. Uh, someone in their eyes, the Messiah would have been like a military leader or someone with royalty and glamour, power, money even maybe. Um, what they found in their looking was a prophet. Uh, a prophet with a message. The message that he gave was a message of repentance for the kingdom is coming. Yet, in that passage beforehand, Jesus says that John is the greatest among them. But others that don't seem significant now will one day be greater than John. So the Pharisees rejected the call. They rejected the call that John was putting out to repentance. You know, we all have been, or some of you may be currently, uh, in the situation like these Pharisees. Um, you hear the call to repentance. You hear your need for Jesus, but you choose to reject that message. You decide to go on continuing about your life in the same pattern, in the same patterns of destruction. So we see this Simeon, he seems to have been disturbed enough by the message that was given earlier he he gets disturbed enough i believe to invite jesus to come and eat with him um, simeon was a great sinner just like the woman we find out about later but he didn't see himself in that way he didn't see himself as a sinner the thought that because of his religion he thought in his belief system, because he was a Jew, that he was better than this sinful woman. Um, he was on a journey looking for truth, and you know that's why I believe he maybe invited Jesus into his home. We don't really know. The, the text doesn't tell us why um, he invited Jesus. But maybe he was also on a journey, just like you are today or, or were in the past. Because he recognized something in Jesus that he needed. You know, how many of us have invited Jesus into our lives, but we still couldn't or wouldn't see our own sinful ways? All the while, we're judging others of their sin. You know, that's that's what religion gets you. Religion tells you. Um, if we can look and act a certain way, then we're okay before God and we're better than others. It makes us feel as though we're better than others anyway. You know, and that's not what we see here with Jesus. Jesus accepts the invitation and he dines with this Pharisee, knowing Simeon's heart all the while. Possibly Simeon wanted to appear to those in the city that he was a good leader by bringing in this teacher to make himself look good. We don't know. He was possibly wanting something of this world for himself with this act of inviting Jesus into his home. Perhaps he wanted more status quo. Uh, maybe he was looking to gain position. 
how many of us have looked to Jesus to gain something in return when we invite him into our lives? You know, Jesus came to give us the free gift, a free gift of salvation. Salvation from what, some of us ask, and I would say from yourselves. See, we are dead spiritually without Jesus, without the acceptance of his great love and work for us. See, we're, we're a dead people, and dead people only look to themselves for help. Because themselves, you know, we can make ourselves look or act a different way to feel better. Honestly, um, when we're outside of Jesus and we're dead spiritually, all we can really focus on is ourselves. When we're caught in addiction, all we're focusing in on is ourselves. Making ourselves feel better look better right we have all these excuses and I've been there I've been a drunkard that that looked to God to help me to help me get out of situations that were going on in life situations of course that I brought on myself because of the choices I made see I wanted God to be more like a genie I wanted him to do for me kind of like what Simeon was doing Simeon was wanting something in return. You know, and, and then next, you know, as we go through the story, we see this sinful woman, um, possibly a prostitute even. We know that she was known as a sinner, the text says. You know, those of you that are currently in addiction or, you know, you're known as sinners, right? Even you know what you're doing is wrong. For most of us, we even hid it, or you're hiding it today. You know, you hide it because you don't want others to know. But I promise you, somebody knows. You know, the friends, you got friends, you got family, even neighbors. People know. And you're no different than this woman in this story as being known as a sinner. You know, the town around you knows what you're doing, (laughs) just like this woman. When she heard that that Jesus was at Simeon's house, she grabbed this fancy jar with very expensive perfume, and she basically grabbed it and she ran and she burst into Simeon's house. She had to have heard the news in in the city, or apparently, of the works of Jesus. She she had to have heard and seen Jesus somewhere in the city and she understood right by perhaps the healing of the sick or raising of the dead she understood that he was the messiah she understood that he was the one the only one who could displace her from this place of death that she was in this place of being known as a sinner that she was sick and tired of being this place of being an alcoholic, perhaps, you know, in her lowest of lows, she saw Jesus, and she knew he was the one, the only one that could help her. She had a sense of urgency um, that went through her 
that she knew she had to get to Jesus. You know, she didn't go to Jesus to get something from him in return. Like Simeon seems to have done. She went to Jesus to shower him with gifts. To shower him with gifts of servitude. See, she she understood that that Jesus was the once the one who had been spoken of before in the Old Testament. Um, that he would be the one to come and take away all the sin. She knew that freedom from her lifestyle, her self-pleasing lifestyle, was only to be found in him. She knew that Jesus was her only hope. That the Pharisee wanted Jesus for selfish ambitions, as it appears, but she wanted Jesus because he could set her free. She wanted to serve him. She loved him because he first loved her. You know, so I ask you to ask yourself, you know, why do I or or why did I want Jesus? You know, ask yourself, was it for appearance sake or was it truly to be set free? And if you haven't asked yourself that at all, I ask you to ask yourself, why do I need Jesus? You know, um, the story tells us that she wept upon his feet and that, and she washed his feet. Um, that she dried his feet with her hair. She kissed his feet. And then in an, in an act of worship, she poured perfume on his feet. We see here in this picture true repentance. Repentance of a person that, that sees their great sin and sees their greater need of a great savior. Oh, she wept. She cried so hard that she, that she washed his feet with her tears. I couldn't imagine weeping so hard that it was, she was constantly drying his feet and washing his feet again with the tears that fell from her face. This is a picture of true repentance. Repentance causes us to weep. It causes us to give up ourselves and give to God our lives repentance helps us to to be able to lay down our lives before him we see her giving up her hair right to utilize it to dry his feet Um, repentance and acceptance of his great love for us causes us to love him in return and that is you know the picture of her kissing his feet you know, I, I got to say, I, I wouldn't kiss somebody else's feet, uh, probably without a bed or something. Uh, but I would say I, I, I would love to kiss my Lord's feet. You know, I'll, I'll gladly be at his feet. To be at the feet is to be uh, under subjection to him. To be at his feet is the, probably the safest place that you could ever imagine. First of all, it means you're in his presence, first and foremost. Um, It also means that you have no worries of anything that can happen in life because where are you? You're at his feet. No one can come against you. No harm can hurt you because your creator is hovering over you. 
you know, Simeon then, uh, the story tells us, makes a conclusion in his mind that this man can't be of God and allowed her to touch him. Well, first of all, he only sees Jesus as a man. He doesn't understand whose presence that he is in. He believes that an unclean person can cause him to be unclean by touching him. And there we see that that's religion um, to think such a thing. To set himself up on a pedestal because of his knowledge and placement in the city, you know, thinking that his actions makes him better than this woman. <laughs> we are only made better by the grace and love that Jesus can pour upon us. Again, we don't or we shouldn't seek Jesus with intent to get something in return. We do it to get forgiveness because we recognize our need for forgiveness. When we seek him, but we, we have to seek him because we realize that I'm in a place, a place that I need help and I recognize that my help comes from the Lord. You know, we again, we, we're dead people walking around, basically. That's what the Bible tells us. Uh, dead spiritually. We, we're spiritually dead and we're, we're walking around this earth and, you know, we're looking for things to, to fill our lives, to make us feel better because we know something's not right, but we can't quite put our finger on it. Well, the problem with our lives is our sin, people. We just want to continue to live our best life now, continue to make ourselves feel better with drugs and alcohol. And I'm telling you, that is the road to destruction. The road to life is Jesus. You know, Jesus says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Um, the life that we're given is because he's alive. You know, the Bible tells us that we were crucified with Christ and that we were resurrected with him and that we are now co-seated with him in heaven. Jesus will go on to this parable later um, of the two people owing a great debt. One owes a great amount of money, right, a hundred thousand, and then the other a smaller debt. And when it was obvious, neither would be able to repay it to the banker. So the banker said to himself, well, I will forgive it all because they are not able to repay it. You know, Simeon is asked which one of the two, these two people would be more thankful. Which one would love the banker most? Of course, the one with the greater debt would love the banker most. Yes, yes, yes. You see, we must see the great debt that we can never repay. That way we can see the great work and the great love of Jesus. If we can just think on these things daily as well, even in the life of a believer, we need to think on these things daily. We need Jesus more today than yesterday. We need to remember his great love for us so that his love will flow through us and to those that we come in contact with along the way. 
See, that's the life-changing power of the gospel. See, the Pharisee didn't see his sins as a great debt. He only saw a small debt compared to the woman's debt because in his comparison, he's so blinded um, by placing judgment upon her that he couldn't even see his own shortcomings. So Simeon didn't show Jesus love because he hadn't experienced the great love of Jesus that was shown to him as he didn't believe Jesus was the Messiah. He Remember, he only saw him as a man. And you know, so for, for those of you who are struggling today with uh, life-dominating sin, such as drugs, alcohol, pornography, gaming, shopping, gambling, it could be a multitude of things. You know, I beg you to to see, to stop, and look at your life. Look, look at what sins you've been trying to hide from others. Understand that without the propitiation, the, the cross, Jesus' willingness to be the sacrifice, to die a sinner's death that you who are in your sin today that me that all humanity that all of us deserve we all deserve to die a sinner's death I ask you to look to look to Jesus to look at the love he has for you he only wants you to trust him with your life for you to set your life down for you to give it to him and he will give you a life of joy a life of hope a life of love it's that simple honestly you know to sum all these issues up with where we're lost in our sin today it all boils down the answer is Jesus you know to, to those that are listening that, that you have looked to Jesus for salvation in the past. Now, I just ask you to see yourself in this story. Are, are you like Simeon? Are you wanting something from God in return? Or are you daily coming to the feet of Jesus? Joyfully coming to his feet? Do you weep over your sin while looking to him and his finished work for you? to give you everything that you could ever imagine to be in his love to be in his presence Um, yeah so I really hope that this story that really happened (laughs) can help you understand that there are all kinds of types of people in this world. We're all different. We all should not be judging one another because of appearances or actions or sins, whatever. At the end of the day, we're all called to to just love one another. As Jesus said, uh, this commandment I give you today to love one another as I have loved you. 
But you can't love someone else without experiencing the love of Jesus first. So, I really hope that this has been a blessing to you. And um, I will do my best to get another podcast out soon. And I'd like to hear from you guys if if you're enjoying this. Or if um, there's something else you'd like to hear about. I'd be more than happy to, to do so. So, if you would, you can email me. Um, you can email me at uh, bruisedhealministry777 at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to uh, help you in any way possible. Thank you.